Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Care matters. You feel better when you know that somebody cares about you. And your care matters. People feel better when they know you care about them, especially in the hard times. So, who cares? Well, we all care about people and things to some extent. But in this podcast, we are here to search for answers to the question, how can we care better? I'm your host, Dan Hedinger. And today, I will be interviewing a guy who is an experienced Stephen minister. He is committed to caring for people. His perspective as a mature and experienced caregiver reveals some valuable lessons for all of us. I really respect this guy. He's touched a lot of lives. But before we listen to my conversation with Steve, I need to take a couple of minutes and say thanks to some people who made this podcast possible. First, Mountain View Christian Church. Ken, Tracy, the Stephen Ministers, and a whole bunch of people at Mountain View in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. I serve there as pastor of congregational care, and they've been rooting for us since the beginning. They've been a great help. And a very special thanks to Dan and Zach Harder, who helped me launch this podcast. The first eight episodes of Who Cares are being dedicated to the memory of Dan Harder. We got together for coffee and breakfast. We shared ideas. He encouraged me to go for it. And then he helped me with his smooth radio voice, his uh, radio equipment, and his recording skills. But just as we began recording, Dan was diagnosed with leukemia. We were shocked at that diagnosis. And then we were shocked and saddened to way too quickly lose Dan. His son, Zach, halfway through his first year of college at Ozark Christian College, heroically stepped up during his Christmas break to help me get completed what his dad started. The extra voices that'll come up a little bit later will be Dan and Zach's voices. And special thanks also to our financial supporters who make it possible to give you these podcasts and a whole lot more. We are Best Care Ministry, and our website is bestcareministry.com. Go there to learn more, get show notes and quotes, and would you please consider making a donation to help expand care ministry, uh, train people, provide resources, and to build a culture of care? We're a nonprofit organization, and we're listener-supported. We would really appreciate your help. The first eight episodes of this podcast are a series of people going through hard times and their Stephen ministers. We hear from care receivers and Stephen ministers who uh, have agreed to enter into a one-to-one caring relationship. Confidentiality is very important in all settings, but especially in Stephen ministry. And we want you to know these people have given us permission to share their stories. Also, these people were in the caring relationship for a pretty long time, and now they've been out for a while, too. I'm glad to report they're doing well. A couple have even trained to become Stephen ministers. A brief disclaimer, the results of caring relationships are as unique as the situations and the people in them. Not all results will be the same, but caring effectively almost 
always results in something good. Now, while you are listening to my conversation with Steve, see if you are one of those special people who has a calling to care for people. So, Steve, I've known you for a few years, and you uh, may not know this, the, the perception and the impact that you've had on me, but I have perceived you as a caring person, exceptional over many people. I know you and your wife have opened your home to host people who are going through hard times for long periods of time. I know when people have been uh, enduring grief, you and your fam- you and your wife have delivered meals to them. I know you have gone through hardship with your own son out of state and 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 yet you have had you and your wife have exhibited a testimony of care and I just salute you for that and I thank you for that. How did care start to boil up in you? When did you feel called to that? How did you enter that and and be so intentional about caring for other people? Well, um in a prior life, uh, before you knew me, I was uh, actually an associate minister in a church for a while. So I uh, would be uh, going to see people in the hospital, uh, calling on people who were going through difficult times. So uh, I had a, a training ground, as it were, and I had a good senior minister that uh, showed me the way uh, to do that uh, because he was a very caring individual as well. and. Uh, uh, my, uh, my parents, uh, were good models for me in that regard also. So, uh, I, I had uh, a foundation, uh, that's helped me. So you had a foundation for care through a pastor that you worked with, through opportunities you had, and through a legacy from your parents to care. Yes. That's really important for all of us to hear. So we can be the same type of people creating that kind of a culture. Uh, when did you become interested in Stephen Ministry? How did Stephen Ministry get your attention? They uh, presented Stephen Ministry here at Mountain View, and right away I was interested in becoming a part of that. But the scheduling for the first training series that they were going to do, to do didn't uh, fit my schedule at that particular time. So I ended up uh, not being able to jump right in uh, because I was very interested in it. Uh, I did get into the second class, and so I was very pleased about that. So when you heard it talked about, what, what caught your attention? What about Stephen Ministry said, this is a good way to care? It was just hearing uh, the video uh, persons that they had talking about how it had benefited them to get them through difficult times. And uh, I knew that... Uh, there are always people that are going through struggles. And you know, as you've mentioned, my wife and I have uh, tried to help people going through struggles. Uh, so it was just uh, a natural calling for me. Well, we need this more than ever today in our culture. I think we're all going through troubles. I, I, I think of my, my own life. I wish in my ministry I would have had like a Stephen minister for pastors because there were times that I just needed somebody to talk to. I needed somebody who would listen to me. Uh, today I was at a, a men's breakfast, and the guys were saying that here a uh, little bit post-COVID or in another wave of it or wherever we actually are, uh, people are so stressed and so uh, short-tempered and 
just on the edge. I think we need more and more people to walk alongside other people. How do you feel about that, Steve? Well, uh, one of the things that uh, is talked about a lot these days is this idea of, of stress and the fast pace that we live uh, our lives in and uh, the uh, uh, the hearts of people uh, get weighted down by all of that and uh, they just need to have some of their burdens lifted and uh, you know Jesus said uh, my, my burden is light and I, I just hope that uh, I can help people uh, lift some of that burden off of their hearts. Well, thank you for being willing to do that. Let's talk about how do we do that as a Stephen minister. Uh, and what I'd like to talk about now for a few minutes are Stephen ministry skills and the training that we have as Stephen ministers to lift the burdens of people. Uh, tell us a little bit about the training you took and the skills you learn and how did they help you be effective as a Stephen minister? Well, even though I had been in ministry uh, in the past and uh, had some experience in, in you know, talking with people and, and helping them through difficult times, I benefited greatly from the training that we had. It just helped uh, really clarify for me um, how to listen well, how to uh, be able to uh, understand uh, how I was just there to to take in what they were saying and help them, you know, shed off uh, that worry, that concern, um, and to understand that uh, it wasn't me that was going to help them, it was God that was going to help them. Uh, he was going to lift them out of this and uh, to help them also understand that. So I love the way Stephen Ministry says that uh, we're the caregiver, God's the cure giver, and so we, we just care for people. So you learn to listen, uh, learn to be present, and, you know, my experience was a lot like yours, Steve. I'd been in ministry for a long time, but I went from ministry into chaplaincy and through clinical pastoral education, learned the very same skills, and then when I became a Stephen ministry leader, I, I learned those, I heard those skills again, those skills of listening and and active listening and reflective listening and what a difference that makes uh, do you have any examples or do you remember any specific times when you're talking with people and you're beginning to sense that it's making a difference in their lives well I would uh, you know in our sessions together with my care receivers uh, began to see uh, as time progressed that they were uh, much more relaxed about sharing and much more uh, um, able to uh, to say that they were feeling uh, like you know, they were getting out of the valley that they had been in. Uh, so that was uh, that was an encouragement to me to to know that uh, they were uh, climbing up and that God was lifting them up. Yeah, we're going to talk to one of your care receivers in our uh, next episode, and I, I've heard him talk about being in such a dark place. He might have been the one that used the word valley, too, and it, it brought him out of the valley and into a, another place. It's amazing that listening accomplishes that much, isn't it? Yes. You know, I, I, I feel 
do you ever feel like uh, you've got to have the answer, but then when you realize you don't have to have the answer, but being present and listening really makes a difference? It takes a lot of pressure off of the caregiver, uh, for sure, to know that they're not there to solve problems. They're there to uh, help carry those problems and, and lift them off. Now, how long did you meet with most of your... You, how many care receivers have you had? I've had five okay. up to this time. Well, that's terrific. How, how long would the average uh, season of you walking with a care receiver be? Most of them were about a year. Okay. Uh, one was a little longer. Uh, one was shorter, uh, but typically about a year. Okay. In, in the process of walking with them, did you ever wonder if it was working? Or, or when did you sense that it was working, like you just said? You know, if, you, if you're meeting with them on an ongoing basis, I'm guessing, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I'm guessing there were seasons where they weren't quite open yet that it might be tempting to go, I don't know if I'm accomplishing anything, you know, and then all at once, maybe at the six-month point, how would you describe when, did you ever have doubts and when did you start to see that it was working? I don't say, I, I wouldn't say that I ever really had doubts, but, you know, obviously, over those different relationships, uh, they were each unique in their own way. Uh, but I uh, only had one where I just felt like, uh, well, this uh, isn't really working the way it ought to. All of the others, uh, I really felt like they were uh, feeling like it was worth their time. Uh, and if that was the case, it was certainly worth my time. And uh, uh, I would say that usually it took maybe a handful of sessions to really get into uh, a rhythm with them so that they felt comfortable in sharing. But uh, uh, I always, except for the one time, felt like it was really uh, accomplishing what we hoped it would. Okay. So when you say a handful of sessions, you're talking about? Maybe three or four. Okay. Um, so three or four weeks, meeting with them once a week? Yeah. The the schedule usually would be weekly, but sometimes it was every other week, uh, depending on the, their schedule. Uh, and usually by about the third or fourth uh, time that we'd been together, uh, we were starting to really uh, relate. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what's a first visit like? Do you, do you have nerves when you're meeting somebody for the first time? Um, I would be a little nervous perhaps, but... Uh, you know, even though I'm kind of a quiet person, I, I can easily carry on a conversation. And uh, getting to know them, finding a little bit about their background, and, you know, just starting to touch on, you know, why are we having this relationship? Uh, we, we didn't try to dive into it the very first time. Uh, we would just let that naturally evolve. Where did you meet? I mean, you mentioned five, so I'm guessing you had different meeting. Did you meet them in coffee shops, at your house, at their house, library, church? Where, where did you meet people? Um, one of them uh, we met at his home all the time. Uh, the others were always at like a, a Starbucks or um, uh, another restaurant or something like that. Um, so it was typically at an establishment, but, but for one of them, it was at his home all the time. Okay. Um, can you describe your average times together? Again, 
recognizing they're all unique, but what would a an, an evening be like? How many, how long would you meet? How would the conversation go? Would there be food? You know, what was the average one like? We would usually meet for about an hour, and we kind of laid a ground rule uh, to that effect for their benefit as well as for mine. Uh, so we would meet for about an hour each time that we got together. Uh, since we were meeting in establishments, it usually would be something light. We weren't eating a full meal. Uh, usually it was uh, just uh, a hot chocolate or a coffee or something like that. Uh, but uh, with that hour, we would uh, just do a little uh, catch-up of where we'd been and talk about uh, how things had been since then and talk about how we could pray uh, about uh, how things were going for my care receiver and uh, uh, make sure that we knew where we were headed. Okay. Uh, what's it like when you're going through stuff? I know you and your wife both had very demanding jobs. And I know you had people in your families with sickness and and other things going on. What's it like when you have a heavy load in your life and yet you're helping somebody else carry a heavy load? Does that increase your burden? How how's that work? I wouldn't say that giving time to my Stephen care receiver uh, increased my burdens. It actually in some ways kind of helped me leave my burdens and set them aside for a bit and, and talk with somebody else about where they were at. Um, you know, during one of my care receivers uh, times, we, uh, my wife had uh, cancer. And so we were dealing with chemo and surgery and, and things like that. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't detract from uh, the time that I had for my care receiver. Uh, it made it a little more difficult to schedule it in, but um, um, you know, it it, it didn't uh, it didn't weigh me down to also see my care receiver during that time, and I think that was because you know God was giving me strength in that time. So a person doesn't have to have their life all going smooth in order to help somebody else. Uh, there aren't many of us that have our lives going smooth, so. Uh, uh, <laughs> All of us have issues of our own. Yeah, yeah. And when we walk with somebody else, uh, the Lord helps us do it. And how would you say you're different after caring for other people? Has it strengthened you? Have you sensed the, the reward or the blessing of that? How, how, it, how has it affected you? I always got great encouragement uh, from uh, being able to spend time with my care receivers. Uh, not because of anything they said to me, but just because of uh, my own uh, response to spending that time with them and how it made me feel to, to be coming alongside them. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, Steve, what do you think about this? I, I wonder if it's, if the Lord helps us by giving us the opportunity to help others. You know, I, I sometimes feel like the teacher learns more than the student. That's, that's true in, in 
all kinds of situations. And uh, I always uh, felt like I was blessed as much as they might have felt like they were blessed uh, by our times together. Yeah, I have to look at over my career in ministry and chaplaincy and work with Stephen ministers and just say, uh, I'm a better man for it. You know, I mean, it. some people thank me for helping them, and I really have to say it's, you know, it, it strengthened my life, you know, to, I'd agree. to help other people. Do you have any... Uh, specific goals or desires going forward as a Stephen minister or a caregiver? Um, just, you know, to be able to come alongside, uh, as you mentioned, be present. Uh, you know, we're, we're instructed in, in God's Word to uh, carry one another's burdens. So uh, hopefully I've been able to fulfill that to, to some degree. So as we wrap up our conversation today, if there's somebody listening to this podcast and they're going, well, you know, I'd really like to make a difference in somebody else's life. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to be used to make an impact. What would you tell that person about Stephen ministry or about considering caring for other people? I would tell them that Stephen ministry, you're not on your own. God is with you first of all uh, and foremost, but you have the training and the other Stephen ministers to come alongside you if you're having difficulty in you know, working with your care receiver. There are just all kinds of resources available uh, to you. Uh, you're never alone. Steve, thanks so much for sharing your story today, for sharing about Stephen ministry, and I can't wait to talk to your care receiver and hear what it was like when he came out of the valley, when the, the darkness started to subside in, in his life. And then I think what you said will uh, mean even more to the listeners. So thanks for being here today on this episode of the Who Cares podcast. Thank you. You know, I really hope, Steve, we can just turn up the volume on what the value of care ministry is and what the, the importance is so that it's not just a siloed thing in a church or something that, that just staff does or a few special people do, but that everybody gets the vision that they can make a difference in somebody else's life. Well, if we truly are followers of Jesus and trying to be like Him, Caring will come naturally because you can't look at him and, and not feel the depth of care that he had for the people around him. Well said. The Who Cares podcast is a production of Best Care Ministries. If you'd like to help us grow this project, share this with your friends and please consider donating at bestcareministry.com. Thanks again to Mountain View Christian Church for their help as we kick this project off. This episode was hosted by Dan Hedinger. It was produced and edited by Zach Harder and edited by Andrew Hedinger. Our opening song is A New Morning by Zach Harder. Our closing song is Peace in the Midst by Jim Hedinger. We hope you learned something to help you both receive care and care effectively for someone else. Together, in that kind of care, we can and we will make a positively unforgettable impact on those around us. And hey, we hope to have you back for the next episodes of the Who Cares podcast. Now, Take these next two minutes for self-care in the quiet. 
and see what you hear. Thank you.